Welcome to Tiger Resilience podcast series. With over 25 years experience directing addiction programs, these series are designed for anyone who is struggling with a loved one dealing with addiction. Through these programs, you will gain insight, awareness, and vision into all things about addiction. Here is where addiction education will assist you in reaching your human potential. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Bernie and I am the host of these podcast series for Tiger Resilience. Today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about the benefits of health and exercise and wellness within the family. This includes the individual struggling with the addiction as well as the family members themselves. Uh, I do t- appreciate your time and being able to take a moment out of your busy life and schedule to listen to our podcast. And we plan on trying to make this as informative as possible for you so that you have some takeaway with this. I have the pleasure of introducing my son, first to disclose, but second, a personal trainer and somebody who comes with a vast experience as well as a great passion for health and fitness and wellness, Michael Tiger, who's going to talk a lot about how exercise and what we can do to help benefit ourselves, both as individuals for our own personal recoveries and as well as how this can help each of us together collectively as a family unit Um, If we have a friend or family member who is struggling with an addiction and we're going to utilize health and wellness and exercise. So I'd like to introduce uh, Michael and he can introduce his background, too. So welcome to the show, Mike. Hey, uh, thank you for having me. Uh, Really appreciate uh, being, you know, on the podcast and uh, having the time to talk about something both of us are very passionate about. Yes, indeed. For for me, you know, exercise and wellness. And then, you know, from Bernie, uh, addiction and helping families uh with those that have uh addiction um just a little bit of my background like bernie alluded to a certified personal trainer through the national academy of sports medicine and uh just have a uh very large passion for helping those uh, achieve fitness goals whether it be um you know physiologically related or also just trying to improve mood and uh, various things like that great great so give me some ideas i know you had a, a little bit of a you did uh, some great research today for podcasts and you have some talking points as well. And before we start, I would like to preface working in the addiction field and substance use. Uh, one of the hospital programs that I was a part of, uh, one of the benefits of, for the patients at that time, the, the individuals struggling with the addiction. And I remember vividly how they would line up for the gym uh, and couldn't wait for the gym to open up because they would utilize that as part of their daily activities, both weight training and, and using the Nautilus systems and uh, aerobics. So I just want to preface the things and say that that is a big part, certainly, of, uh, of individuals, both addicted and, of course, family members. So, Mike, I'll let you go through your uh, study here where you did a lot of research here for us. Yeah, I mean, that's a really po- powerful anecdote. I, I think, uh, you know, with you working in the hospital itself and seeing something like that, kind of just highlights the you know need for it and also shows that there is clearly you know um for even addicted individuals uh inclination to want to you know get into working out and Um, yep better themselves exactly right and you know obviously the same applies to anybody else in this world um so yeah i mean i kind of wanted to run through you know some things that i did prior to uh coming onto the podcast just a little research i did great uh, with it and then also kind of give my take on training and exercise um just wanted to start off you know by saying that exercise although a very important strategy that can be utilized is definitely not the only answer and should never be the only answer 
Given Bernie's program, I think, uh, you know, obviously those that are dealing with addiction or family members as well um, should definitely still utilize, you know, therapy, social work, uh, anything in regards to that field. Um, But, you know, the fascinating thing about this is that there isn't a ton of data right now in exercise and addiction. Um, So I think it's just a really cool topic and new topic to talk about, really. So, yeah, I mean, like Bernie highlighted, I did do a little research prior to coming on. Didn't want to come on and just, you know, kind of give my take on everything from a personal standpoint. You know, I think it is important to also have some kind of objective measures when talking about some of these things. So true. So true. Thank you for that. Sure. Um, So, yeah, to start off, I mean, there isn't a ton of uh, readily available data in regards to addiction exercise. Um, You know, I think sometimes it can be very difficult to measure that only because of willingness of individuals to actually participate in those types of studies. And, um, you know, just it's also probably not something that a lot of people felt like there should be research, you know, intended to do for that. So, um, of course, I, I, I would imagine that you know, in the future, given kind of the current state with, uh, you know, drug use in the country, I think it will be something that will be looked at way more. And I think more research will be done. Oh, absolutely. And just to, st- just to preface those statuses uh, of the country as a whole, dealing with an opioid addiction and epidemic that we have right now, the, the most recent data for the past year has shown over 103,000 deaths as a result of drug overdose. And that number has grown exponentially, even in just a couple of years, let alone from the some of the data being accrued over many, many years. That's We are in a whole different game today. So I just want to preface that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, you know, as someone who doesn't know a whole lot about uh, that field or anything regarding drug use, you see a stat like that and it really doesn't matter if you don't know a whole lot. I mean, that's a very startling thing. Absolutely. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, ultimately a very sad thing. Um, And I think even though it isn't something that maybe some people can personally attest to or even know someone that has, um, inevitably you probably will have known or met someone that has dealt with addiction issues. And so... Um, I think any, you know, resource that you can utilize to help anyone, you know, is going to be super important for that as well. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, kind of, you know, to kick off in regards to what I was mentioning with, you know, the data we have right now, um, like I said, there isn't, you know, a ton, you know, I was kind of doing a bit of investigating to see what we had, you know, whether it be on uh, PubMed or, you know, various, uh, research websites, but, uh, you know, kind of, again, wanted to highlight some of the stuff we did have. Um, the first thing I found was in regards to an animal study done, um, uh, rats in regards to uh, utilizing regular swimming for the uh, the rats essentially were voluntarily or not voluntarily they were given morphine and uh, they were then you know kind of instructed to swim um, and based on that study the dependency of the drug did lessen um, and obviously given the cardiorespiratory benefits of doing swimming or yes. any, aerobic, any aerobic exercise I think was pretty important in regards to that. Amazing, and I want to preface though that so for morphine, these are this is the opioids uh, for those who are not aware of morphine and many of the other uh, chemicals that are involved, including not just heroin, but these are opioid related uh, medications. So, yep, good stat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, and then after that, I did find a Danish study that investigated exercise programs uh, for 38 addicted men and women. Um, this one used a variety of drugs, uh, like my dad mentioned, opioids, uh, cannabis, amphetamine, uh, cocaine. Um, and so in that study, uh, the participants essentially agreed to take part in a program for three times a week for two to six months. 
Um, and 20 people actually completed the intervention with five reporting abstinence a year later and 10 wow. reporting a dis- decreased substance use. So, I mean, if you look at that, you know, stat in terms of 15 people of the 20 at least having some decrease in use, I mean, that's essentially a 75% success rate, success rate with that. Um, and again, with that study, it was mostly aerobic exercise. Uh, they didn't really include any resistance training. Okay. But I, you know, obviously it's still super important very, to see. Very impressive. Absolutely. Yeah, that is very right, impressive. To see a higher percentage success rate in regards to that. Um, and then, I mean, overall, you know, a lot of epidemiological studies have kind of shown that those who engage in regular aerobic exercise are less likely to use or abuse uh, drugs. Um, These studies are, you know, obviously to be taken with a grain of salt. And I think it's also kind of unique in the sense that it is specifically focused on aerobic exercise as opposed to resistance training. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, not a ton of data, but some of the data we do have at least at hand now does suggest that, uh, Exercise intervention is a really important thing and can definitely help those who are addicted, but as we know, also the general population, anyone for that matter. Um, and, you know... Tell us more about your other study. Yes, I see more studies here. Sure, yeah. I mean, I, I did a little more in regards to just general mental health uh, and kind of exercise intervention with positive outcomes with that. Um, I mean, exercise definitely has shown improvements in mood, whether it be with anxiety, depression, et cetera. Um, and kind of with that, the science behind it is, you know, generally there's going to be, uh, increased blood circulation in the brain. Um, and you also have kind of like a, you know, what people call is, uh, in aerobic exercise, for instance, like a runner's high where, you know, endorphins in your brain kind of give off a signal to, you know, um, you know, feel good essentially. Um, and that can also be applied to any training really at a certain period of time. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, with that, I mean, other hypotheses have suggested that, um, you know, with exercise, you know, some of the other benefits are you're less distracted, you know, more self-efficacy. So you're just more, more on top of things, um, social interaction wise. So, you know, I, I think for the addicted individual, especially like community based or mutual health groups with exercise can be really beneficial, especially if you're in a group with people that are, you know, maybe going through the same thing as you. Um, And that applies, again, to anyone else for that matter. I think that's why group exercise is, uh, you know, becoming more popular and is a really uh, great strategy for people to utilize as opposed to... That's a great idea. I think it's so underutilized because a family member who's dealing with a family member who is with an addiction and they're trying to help themselves, some best practices are to find like-minded and find that community base or that group base. And that's a great idea for for dealing with, uh, you know, for both the addictive person and the family members to seek out and look for groups. Do you have any suggestions on that at all where you can find groups like this? Um, so yeah, I mean, and to kind of highlight too, in regards to like, you know, when we talk about, um, adherence to exercise, when I, when I keep referencing this data, the data also does suggest that that doesn't really, you know, change in regards to general population or those with addiction. And so I I think oftentimes there could be like a misconception as why, you know, maybe someone who has been going through you know, an addiction, uh, would be less likely to stay with an exercise program as opposed to someone who hasn't. And that's just simply not true. And I, I think that's, that's also, good to know. Yeah. yeah and I, I think it's also important just because of the fact that when you hear something like that in regards to like, you know, the adherence being the same, that kind of gives more confidence for someone that might be going through that process. And knowing that, you know, if I start this exercise program that, you know, my likelihood of staying with it is still just as high as anybody else. Yeah, um, no, and, so true. Right. And, and I mean, confidence ultimately is, you know, really important in that regard. 
Um, and, you know, again, some, some of the things with exercise, you know, it's shown to improve self-esteem, uh, cognitive function. Um, and I think, you know, the self-esteem part, you know, when you see a physical, physiological change with your body, whether you're an addictive individual or not, that's going to be something that, again, also breeds more confidence. Absolutely. And makes feel you good. Feel, feel good exactly about, about yourself. Sure. Um, and then I had one more thing in regards to uh, another study. This was regarding patients from who were uh, dealing with schizophrenia. Uh, they participated in a three-month physical conditioning program, um, and with that, there were shown improvements in weight control, reported uh, increased fitness levels, uh, exercise tolerance, reduced blood pressure, reduced blood pressure levels, um, increased perceived energy levels, and um, increased upper body and hand grip strength. Which you know, if you're in this study, uh, which is I think a little more important, just because of the fact that they used resistance training as the ones I mentioned yes. before were aerobic. Um, I, I, you know. I think any exercise strategy is going to be great to do regardless, but yes, you know, for whether you're an addicted individual or general population, uh, utilizing both, I think is going to be the, you know, the best thing you can do. So, you know, if you're able to, you know, be, whether it be in a community-based group or just one-on-one training, uh, doing both, you know, resistance training and aerobic exercise, I think is going to be the most kind of ideal program for someone to uh, implement. So a combination, but you would also say that if, even if you just took with one, having just that one is still doing something versus absolutely. nothing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the benefits are still innumerable. And again, like I've said, the data isn't, you know, there isn't a ton of readily available data right now in regards sure. to that, but um, everything we have so far still suggests that all those things would absolutely help uh, the addicted. No, very hopeful. It actually shows some very hopeful opportunities with continuing on. And maybe in the future, there will be some more studies on this. So yeah. So, so what's some of your takeaways for, for people when it comes to dealing with this, either the addicted person or the family members? Sure. Your, your yeah. Take. So, I mean, I, I think exercise definitely still has, um, you know, kind of this, this aura about it that allows you to kind of add structure to the day. Um, and of course that kind of principle can apply to any issue a person is dealing with. Uh, it's obviously not just addiction related. Yep. And I think, you know, adding that type of structure in regards to consistency of a exercise program or routine, um, is going to be really helpful for, again, literally anybody. Um, and you know, and as, as it pertains to addiction, I think, you know, dependency on a said drug, you know, using exercise, I don't even want to use the word replacement, but I mean, you know, it is something that when you get into a routine with, you will definitely have a ton of passion for. And, yes. um, you know, again, I mean, it's just an outlet for someone like that to utilize uh, in a very healthy way. Um, well, and I'd like to preface that, too, is that individuals who are struggling with an addiction, one of the very first things in recovery process is that they need to fill in that void of time that they were using the substance in. And there can be certainly be much evidence showing that there's nothing to be more uh, empowering than putting an exercise, a health routine into that to fill that void up. Absolutely. Uh, and like I mentioned prior, you know, group fo focus exercise group, uh, programs may be even more advantageous for the addicted individual. Um, you know, like I mentioned as well, being able to work out and support others going through um, a similar process with you, whether, you know, it already be sobriety or going through the recovery process um, is, again, going to be, you know, super helpful uh, as opposed to a kind of one-on-one -on -one situation, which is, you know, still in its own right, a very good yes. thing to do. But, oh, absolutely. Um, it does seem like, again, some of the yeah. data has suggested that group focus exercise groups as it pertains to that is pretty helpful. And again, family members too, as well, that are maybe they're struggling with that loved one and they're, they themselves are looking for in support and utilizing these health and wellness tools and tips. 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, and, um, you know, like I said, further research is definitely going to be needed to determine kind of like the optimal parameters, uh, you know, to Mexico, you know, kind of show the protective effects of exercise. Um, but, you know, not enough now to kind of utilize any kind of objective reference for that. It's really more about kind of implementing these strategies ourselves, like almost, you know, it's like a new field in, a, in its Truly. own way. Yeah, um, no, that's so true. So, and I think using this opportunity with uh, the Tiger Resilience Program, uh, you know, whether being the family member or the addicted individual, you know, kind of implementing and introducing them to, you know, exercise and training uh, as a strategy to help with that is, uh, you know, going to be very impactful. Um, and kind of just some final takeaways. I mean, you know, as a trainer, uh, I can go on and on about the health benefits from regular exercise. Um, and I also think it should be reinforced that the benefits of, uh, improved mental health with exercise is super important. Um, like I said, we always focus on the physiological changes, whether it be, you know, changes in your actual body, you know, weight loss, muscle gain, yes. um, you know, et cetera. But, you know, the mental health aspect of exercise is, you know, something even with clients, I try to stress just because of the fact that those physiological changes will ultimately breed confidence in how you feel, but also how you look um, and, you know, establishing that routine with exercise. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of the highlighted points as regards to those health benefits, improved sleep, you know, better endurance, stress relief, improvement of mood. Again, mood, we keep talking about the biggest thing with, you know, those who as a family member may be dealing with someone who's addicted. So, you know, whether you're going through anxiety, depression yourself, sure. Um, you know, any, any, uh, mood issue, um, increased energy and stamina, of course, um, weight reduction, like I mentioned, again, physiological changes. Um, and then also just reduced health markers, big things, you know, yes. going through, whether it be, you know, cholesterol, you know, lipids, uh, just, you know, when you get a blood panel done, all these things that are improved when you incorporate, a regular training routine, again, whether it be aerobic or resistance training related. So, yeah, I mean, kind of the final takeaways is, you know, it, exercise as an intervention for those that are addicted. As well as the family members. As too. well as the family members yeah. is something that is is super new, like it truly is. And I feel this to my core where, you know, whether it be online trainers, you know, personal trainers you see at the gym, the the you know kind of base in which they're targeting the the clients in which they're working with are almost never that group and uh, of course you know there are some barriers to that like you know if someone is addicted they're not probably going to the gym to seek a trainer yes they're also maybe not going online to seek an also you know online personal trainer so i think you know and folk. the true truth on that too, and interrupt is that it can be the family members too, because they're so involved with the loved one, and they're so stressed out that though they know that may benefit from this, it's just not on their radar. Yeah, right it's not on the radar exactly. Yeah. It's just it's the last thing on their mind. Yeah. Um, and but yet know. the benefits of doing this and taking this now and moving forward with it can really shift everything. Absolutely, it's going. Yeah, it can absolutely change. You know, their outlook on a lot of things and um, just improve themselves. I mean. You know, like Bernie mentioned, if you're a family member dealing with someone that has addiction, you're going through your own thing. So to use, you know, exercise and regular training as that outlet as well is, you know, just super important. Um, and it's, it's still, again, just a pretty new thing. Like we just don't have, you know, uh, a current you know, situation which, you know, trainers are 
focusing on those groups. It's generally people that are already trying to maybe lose weight for a specific goal, gain muscle. Yep. Um, you know, of course, everyone in life has issues, no doubt. But sure. I just don't think the severity to which, you know, whether it is dealing with someone that is addicted and the family member included, uh, that's just not something that, generally speaking, the, you know, fitness community is really predicated on or helping at least at least not yet and this could be a springboard for another uh offset of some some groups that could potentially set in motion i really appreciate the group idea because that's where i really believe most functions are and anyone who's done anything successfully in working in substance use knows whether it's the family members or the individuals having that peer uh, person-to-person ability to work, whether it's the recovery process or in this case, as we're talking about health and wellness, that group mindset is its best practices. It's showing its motivations. It's taking people with ability and creating an accountability piece to it, which adds a whole different element to success as well. So a lot of great points, Mike. I really appreciate all this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, uh, I again, I, my anecdote. I can't speak on ever, you know, working with a client that has dealt with addiction or a family member, to my knowledge, that has dealt with a, you know, someone that they know that has addiction. Although that could be very likely. Um, but uh, as a, as a trainer, I think it's important for me to still focus on the actual, you know, exercise and training program that I'm incorporating for that client. You know, this is kind of like the scope of practice issue where I don't ever want to kind of go beyond my boundaries and trying to, you know, say that, like, the reasons why you should do this exercise is because it's going to improve some mental health marker or help your addiction, you know, recovery. I think that's, you know, I should still leave that to the expert or someone that is, yes. you know, addressing that um, externally. But, you know, doing everything I can to do with that training program and making, you know, that person feel supported, you know, and confident with what they're doing in terms of their routine, um, I think will still have the same impact in a lot of ways. It so. ab- absolutely will. And, you know, the, the, end of, the end of the day, even with the greatest of experts, the bottom line is if you can do something that physically helps you and it makes you feel good, okay, without going into the whole biology again of it, but if you do something that makes you feel good, there's a positive impact to it and it's going to benefit you. So um, any last minute, when, last words, Mike? Any last wrap-up on this? Um, I mean, you know, just just that, again, it's a very new field. It's a new thing, and new things always mean opportunity. And Absolutely. Opportunity means for people that, as family members, again, that are dealing with those that are addicted or the addicted individual themselves, that exercise and training truly can be a very um, helpful strategy for you to uh, address any issues in life and, um, you know, kind of... Um, establish something that you know long term is going to be super beneficial for you um again whether it be physiological or mental health um yeah i mean you know as a trainer of course i'm going to be biased and say that i I think everyone should be in the gym training and uh or doing anything they enjoy again it doesn't need to be in the gym it can be uh walking running you know yes uh, walk in the woods a simple hike and up uh up the pathway or whatever it might be exactly any physical activity so um yeah i mean you know, just stress the importance of it. And, you know, again, like I said, hopefully we get more data on, you know, the interventions for those that are addicted and showing that there is going to probably be a very high success rate for 
absence of drugs and drug use uh, for those that incorporate uh, training programs. Yep. So. And I believe that too, Mike, I believe in my heart as well. And again, some of the evidence I've seen working in the treatment programs with uh, that had physical fitness available to them and seeing the, the impact that it had on the patients that uh, themselves were going in there with an addiction and finding a new healthy balance has just been absolutely astounding because it really shows that there's some very big positive numbers that will come out of this as we continue to research it too. So Mike, I want to thank you so much. Yeah. And for our listeners who are l interested and you would like to learn more about Mike Tiger, you can email us at Tiger Resilience and following the links on this podcast, and we will connect you with Mike Tiger and he can give you his insights and information. Or if you're looking even for a personal training program for your family or for yourself, uh, this would be available. So uh, once again, I want to thank Mike Tiger for his wa wisdom, knowledge, and certainly for his also deep uh, passion to his exercise and how this can help individuals as well. And he did spend a bit of time just putting this whole thing together as well. So I do greatly appreciate that. And I also appreciate all of our listeners who listen and take that moment to hopefully learn something new. Uh, I really believe that there's going to be a takeaway that you can benefit yourself and your loved one by learning all these different attributes in life, whether it be physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, uh, the domains of the human condition to help benefit you. And, and today's topic, of course, was the most physical, which I believe still touches all four of those anyway body mind heart spirit is all part of the physical piece too so well i'd like to thank you once again we look forward to hearing from you please leave a comment if you can for us we really would appreciate that we love to get feedback if you have ideas for future shows please leave that in the comment section as well and we'll look forward to speaking with you very soon and wishing you all the best going forward once again thank you for listening to tiger resilience podcast series my name is bernie and i will look forward to talking to you again soon thank you for listening to tiger resilience podcast for more information, please visit us at our website at tiger-resilience.com. If you found value in this show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. It is very much appreciated. This is Tiger Resilience, addiction solutions for reaching human potential.